challenges with your hosts, Nate Dog and Connor Freakman Henry. Hey everybody, Nate Dog here. Just want to let y'all know for the first few minutes, I'm going to be chugging a lot of beer that I owe for Connor. So please excuse this absence while I become mildly intoxicated. <clears throat> Away we go. Away we go, gentlemen. Uh, I can tell you it's nice not to be the one always chugging the beer for the loss. But I thought I would start today's show with probably not the elephant in the room, but just the thing that needs to be addressed. Earlier this week, a trade was proposed and accepted in our league, and it caused a bit of drama. Josh was receiving Devontae Adams, star wide receiver from the Las Vegas Raiders, Travis Entian Jr., and Jahan Dotson, and he was shipping his backup quarterback, Kyler Murray, and Dalvin Cook to Nate Warren. Now, this trade was vetoed, as we all know, and I'm of the opinion that there should be no vetoes because the only reason to reject a trade is if there's cheating or collusion. Um, if it was Devontae Adams for a kicker, obviously the commissioner needs to step in and reject that trade. But Josh is a grown man. Nate's a grown man. There's a lot of buttons you have to push to make the trade. And even if somebody thinks it's a little unfair, is that reason to veto? Because people value players differently. Like, for example, I actually like this trade for Josh. I actually like this trade for Josh. Hear me out. He is getting a top three receiver in fantasy football. And you can you, would you be surprised if Devontae Adams finishes number one in overall points this year? Would you be surprised? Would you be shocked? No. He's definitely a top five guy. He is shipping his backup quarterback. His backup quarterback. He's not going to get full value for his backup quarterback. So he has to pay a bit of a tax on that. And Dalvin Cook. And I think people see Dalvin Cook and they're just, it's Dalvin Cook. No. We've done our research. We know there's a 50% chance that he re-injures that shoulder this year. So, and I, I'm not going to say my trade calculator uh, that I use for matchups because I don't want people to be able to game my system and take advantage of me like I do all you, Josh. But I plugged it in, and it wasn't even that lopsided. So I'm sitting here, and it's vetoed. But all this is all this is moot. It is moot. It doesn't matter. Two men agreed upon a trade without cheating, and it's not it's not a kicker or it's not collusion. Is people value players differently? I move on about my business. I think this is horrible. I think this can make the whole league suspect. I just, I, it, it just doesn't sit right with me. And if I were Josh or Nate, I would have tried. I would have burned everything down. That's how mad I would have been. But I realize people have different opinions. You could say, "Hey, you need five vetoes." Um, you'd have to leave to veto this trade. And this is the league. It's not my league. It's not the the Freakman league. I get that. So, trying to have more of an open mind. Okay, we veto trades in this league. Maybe we can raise it to six vetoes next year. This is on the table for discussion. Maybe you need six instead of five. Maybe that's a middle-of-the-ground compromise. I get it. I know the issue's settled. But I'm just saying, it kind of left a little bit of a 
a bad taste. If I was Josh or Nate, I'd be very upset. And not only that, I'd be guilty. If I traded for one of those players right now, I'd feel a little guilty. Now, we have a special guest with us today. Very special indeed. Great guy. Average fantasy football player. And he sometimes auto-drafts his team. Welcome to the pod for year two of Scrubbing Savages, Dylan Lynch. What do you have to say? What's up, fellas? <clears throat> uh, not much, dude. You know, there's been a lot spoken already in the group chat about this trade, or lack thereof, I suppose. <clears throat> um, it's plain, plain, plain and simple. There's been trades vetoed literally every year in this league. It's, it's not a new concept, nor uh, a new eventuality. Uh, I remember about two years ago, there was actually a, a council, ancient times in fantasy football league, a council created to prevent such trades as the one that we prevented the other day. And I remember at least one of you being on that council to veto Josh's stupid trades. Counterpoint, I think the one time we had a problem was because he pushed the trade through immediately when he still had commissioner powers. But I, I just want to say, last year, I got Travis Kelsey from Josh for a bag of potato chips. But it didn't matter because he went on to win the shit. I'm just <laughs> saying it, it gets a little... I No one's veto. Everybody has a vote. So, okay, let's let's take this overall. You do like the veto system in a fantasy football league? Yes. How many And how many votes? Are you happy with the five? Do you think that's too many? Um, do you think that's... Two less, or you think it's okay? It's, it's the perfect amount. Half the league doesn't agree with it. Half the league speaks up about it. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. Now, what's your reason for vetoing a trade? My reason? Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook is an RB1. We can all agree on that, right? When he's on the field, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yes. The answer is yes. Um, now... Devontae Adams is a lot of people's wide receiver one, correct? Correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's uh, Nate's wide receiver two, isn't he? Yeah, because Nate went heavy on his wide receiver drafting. Yeah, yeah. So, and Kyler Murray, he's, he's what, the fifth highest fantasy quarterback right now? Right now. Right now. Yes, right now. Isn't he eight? So, Pretty sure he's in the ranking. Or Don't you have beer to drink? <laughs> I actually drank my beer. Thank you. I'm back. Welcome back. He's back. Welcome anyway, back. <laughs> my point is, my point is, is it wasn't just it, the the basis of the trade was Connor was trading. Or sorry, not Connor. Josh was trading Dalvin Cook for Devontae Adams straight up. If you want to say that's a straight up trade, that's fine. But then he's trading Kyler Murray for two running backs that he's not going to start. So he's giving Jock, he's giving Nate a starting quarterback and a starting running back in return for a starting wide receiver. That does not make any fucking sense at all. But he's not starting the quarterback either, though. But not to you. It doesn't. I'm not talking about you. his team. I'm talking about what you're, what he does for your team. What it does no, for your team. You said you said is he's way getting, more impactful than what is. You said he, but you said he's getting players. He's not going to start, but he has a player. He's not starting now. Yeah, exactly. But he's getting two more. Why is he? Why is he getting two more players not to start instead of the one he already has? Because they might actually be flex plays. Now, and this, but they're not. But all this, all this issue, this concerns you. 
Is it is it your team involved? I'm not meaning to be no, no, but a stickler here that I that I know that I am. Is impacted. Everybody's team is impacted. So it's because it hurts you competitively. That's why you veto the trade. Why else would you? Why else would you veto the trade? If it didn't I don't impact, know why, you, why people would you veto trades? That's why we're having this conversation. Okay, okay. Let me yeah, let me now that I now let me now that I drink my beer. Let me say my piece real quick. Yes, I'm on the same page as Connor. Yes, I think vetoes are only there to veto collusion, cheating, or throwing a team away because someone just doesn't want to play anymore, or they're like helping someone else win the playoffs. And yes, we had the trade from Josh way back when he uses commissioner powers to push shit through. Also, when him and Nick, his brother, colluded to like make an even more lopsided trade than what this was. So basically, though, the whole point of where we're at, like you said, was Devontae Adams for Dalvin Cook straight across. You can't really argue it that much because you have a wide receiver one and a running back one. Plain and simple. Just because I have two wide receiver ones doesn't negate the fact that da- that Devontae Adams is still a wide receiver one. So that by itself, no one can really argue with. So everyone's very upset because he traded Kyler Murray for Jahan Dotson and ETN. Again, ETN's is still a top 40 back. Jahan Dotson right now is the wide receiver 12. And no one can actually say for a fact where these people are going to end at the end of the season. So you're making it a matter of opinion they're like, oh, we don't think these players are going to be as good, so we can just put our opinion in here and just say, like, well, this isn't fair, so we're going to veto it. That's why it doesn't make sense. You can't make the veto an opinion. You can only make it, like, factual. And it's not that factual. Yeah, yeah see, everything in fantasy football is opinion-based. Uh, well, there's there's nothing factual other than, other than the wins, which is what we, people are trying to get. And the stats. And, like, right now, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver number 12. Is everyone going to say he's actually wide receiver number 12, like top 15 wide receiver in the entire league? No. But also, people are going to be like, oh, wow, he's kind of going off and he keeps getting touchdowns. Maybe he's going to keep doing that. And they value him higher than, say, I don't, I don't Rashad Bateman, for example. But Josh didn't value them. He even said that he knew you were winning the trade and he just wanted to trade Kyler Murray and part of it to trade. Because he's not going to use them, so he's taking what he can get. He's not going to use them. So, you know, you when you're trading a backup, it's just like, hey, I got this guy sitting on my bench. Yeah, it's Kyler Murray. He's really good. But Kyler Murray could be putting up 40 points a week, and he's probably not going to make the starting lineup for him. He's going to start his other guy. Hurts, right? So, exactly. like, so no, he's got no he's for two more bench players. But Maybe that's his, that's his call. Players. Or he really but, wants Devontae Adams. Maybe he's like, hey, yeah. I really want Devontae Adams. I will give you Kyler Murray also if you just give me a couple more people. Because there's yeah, some guys out there. Considering he has uh, Stephon Diggs, but I, well, I, yeah, so there 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 so I don't think I don't think it's working on that one. No, because he said he said during the draft, right after he took Kyler Murray's, I need RBs. <laughs> he said that during True. the draft. What what changed between the last two weeks? Nothing. Well, he hey, he, for me, it doesn't matter his reason. For me, the reason doesn't matter. I, I, I just, I guess, I didn't like. I said, I don't, I don't believe in vetoes, but I get it. We can, we can accept that. I would like at the end of the year to maybe propose going to six, but I can live with this. You know, like I said, it's not my league; it's our league. So we're finding a compromise here. But I actually was looking at the trade, and I actually kind of liked it for Josh. Who the trades I usually do not like at all. I actually thought it was not a bad move. Because if you value Devontae Adams to be higher than 
what most people do. And maybe he doesn't value cook that much. Hey, I don't value cook as high as I think of most of you guys. So I guess which I think makes set. sense. And I get I also get I do understand the part where they're like, well, Josh's text was a little weird, like after the whole thing happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but let me ask you something else. Has there almost ever been a trade that Josh has made that he didn't get a bunch of shit for? Like ever? I don't think no. there has. And so it seems like it'd be a pretty natural thing for him to just come out and say something sarcastic every time he makes a trade because he knows no matter what he's going to get shit for. Do you think Josh is sitting at home on some nights and he has like these cold sweats mean like it's been three days since I made a trade. He's like, I don't need to. I don't need to. He's like, I need to. Push out that trade. Inject it into me. (laughs) He, I think he definitely gets itchy fingers staring at his roster all day because Jason does the same thing. They they like look at their roster and Jason Jason being zero two he panics you know he's like I got like my team shit nobody wants to trade me their good player like stuff like that and whereas Josh on the other hand he's just like I just want things to happen I think he's staring at his team and he hates waiting for the next actual game to watch and so he'll just make a trade just to keep entertainment in the league. Yeah, I mean, this is we do do this for entertainment and fun, and uh, you know, some making moves is fun, wheeling and dealing. It is we fun. Just, it is fun, and that's so, I think the part where we like, and where I specifically get fired up about it too. I mean, you have to think like this is something that we do in our free time that we all devote at least some time to, right? And then we literally created a podcast to do this. We all have money invested in this. Like, there's a lot of reasons why we're going to take this seriously. So if we have something like this that is, like, as, let's say, egregious of a conflict, that we do, we probably do need to explore, like, how we can better figure the situation out in the future. Whether that's, like, raising the veto votes or coming up with a system for, like, if we are going to veto a trade, there has to be, like, maybe dude, maybe we use whatever, maybe not yours, Connor, because that's proprietary, but, like, a trade calculator, and if we can plug a trade in and it gives us a grade, anything less than, like, I'd say 70, or I don't know I think everything's that is. fine. I think everything's fine. Nobody's had an issue about anything up until this trade, and it's literally only you and a little bit of Connor that are complaining about the system as it is. And Connor and Josh. Because my trades go through. That much. My trades go through. I tell you this. If, my, if this got rejected from me, I would have been a bastard, man. I would probably would have demanded my money back. I would have thrown a fit. I'm just saying it. I would have had to have been talked down. Uh, I would I have been mad. Would have, uh, I think you would have been mad. Everybody would. Everybody. Nobody likes getting their trade vetoed. Everybody gets mad when their trade gets vetoed. That's just across the board. But it's but, never but been if this you, big of an issue. But but, but the maybe fact because that it, it literally is the majority of the leagues, so, or at least half that voted. You know, some people didn't look, or some people don't care about the trades and that's fine but you know enough people half at least half the league said no and and it's never been an issue up until this point and it's literally just you two saying that things need to change and that's fine we can talk about in the offseason i'm just saying that like it everybody else seems pretty a-okay with what's going on right now and that's why you know we're here where we are. The trade's rejected. The, the trade's not alive. Yeah, the, trade, so, the trade didn't We're just happen. addressing it. We're just Because yeah. it, it obviously is a part of the league, so that's why we wanted to talk about it, give our thoughts. I obviously have strong opinions, and I think you represent most of the league, Dylan, with your thoughts. And I'm not saying they're like bad, 
bad points or anything. I guess we just kind of disagree on some stuff. And uh, yeah, nobody veto my trades. I, I will probably have the most balanced trade next week, and people are going to veto it just to get at me. And yeah, I'm not even going to be able to say anything. I will not say a word. All right, well, so let's right. move on then. Let's talk about, yeah, let's, let's talk about let's, last uh, week. Let's, let's do more fun topics. <clears throat> All right. Recapping last week, a couple interesting games, actually, that made the Monday night uh, finale pretty interesting. I know Jason said, just everybody stop talking about my team because Kirk Cousins kept throwing picks. But the guy lost by less than four points, and the Vikings are throwing at the end zone on the 10 as the clock runs out. He just needed to put one in. Kirk Cousins take a sack. They have a timeout. They don't even take it to throw in a, to try again. That is a bad beat, and Jason loses 104 to 100. So far, that's the worst loss of the year for me. Close second is Lamar this week, losing to Mondo by six when he's up going into the Monday night game, and the Bills' defense gets 22. That is rough. Yeah. yeah and Mondo is. now, two wins, kind of not even scoring 100 points a game. But we will address that later. But uh, – is there anything else that sticks out about the games besides me holding off? I started a kicker that was out, got negative one for my defense, and played Taysom Hill my tight end, and I still was able to hold off my co-host here. Yeah, I had I had something similar. I, uh, I you know I had went out one Saturday evening <clears throat> and missed uh, my Monday morning stinking tink, you know, before the ten a.m. games. 10 a.m. games, and uh, of course, Alvin Kamara has been questionable all week. Is playing in the 10 a.m. games, and he doesn't play. And luckily, you know, a couple of key guys go off, aka Jalen Waddle, and I can squeeze by Isaac. But yeah, definitely dodged the bullet on that one. Nate, thoughts about the week two slate? Anything? Anything that <laughs> catches your eye? <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I didn't get. I got like a third of the points that I got from my wide receivers last week, so that'll that'll do that to you. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson is reminding me that maybe I just either should pick one of the three tight ends in the league that are going to be good, or just like not give a shit about it because he sucks. He sucks, and all tight ends suck, so that's at least understandable. But, like, you know, there's, like, a couple that are good. So if I'm not going to get one of those, I shouldn't have wasted, like, a mid-round pick on him. That's unfortunate. Other than that, I think it is what it is. I mean, we had the podcast bowl. I came out on the bottom. Got to say, it's the first time on the bottom for me. You know, usually a top. Uh, I think Joe Burrow's going to bounce back. I think David Montgomery's nice. I think you got bailed the freak out freak man because Carson Wentz had like five fantasy points in the third <laughs> quarter and then he got like 25 more in the rest of the game so yeah Carson Wentz yeah, just decided just the same thing happened with Nick Chubb I mean you know Nick Chubb was having a decent game but like all of a sudden just, just runs off three touchdowns real quick he's, including he's losing the game dude. including losing the game for the freaking the Browns in the NFL, should not have scored that last touchdown. He actually shouldn't have, but he did. I'm going to say he did that for you, and I'm going to say he did that because Josh was talking. 
because Josh starts talking about your team. Josh starts talking about other people's teams, and all of a sudden the league somehow gets turned upside down. It's like he it's like he has he has reigning championship mystical texting prowess, and it's just like, oh hey, let's just fuck everybody's day up real quick. Well, I uh, was pretty anti-Josh for the first three years of this league. I just didn't like his trades. I didn't like his teams. I didn't like his moves. Then he wins the league. I've kind of done a complete 180. Like, is this his league and we're living in it and playing in it? Is the guy going to repeat and then three-peat? Because like I said, I even like the, the trade that people hated. I like. And he wins. It took Cole to put up a godly amount of points to beat him. The guy doesn't even have a bad team. I look at his team, I'm like, that's a playoff team. I'm just like, should we bow down now? What's <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think? Do you like that team? Because I kind of like that team. Yeah, I think Josh is – I mean, we talked about it last week. We think Josh has a chance. Dylan, I'm curious to know your thoughts on it. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody wants Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen's the best fantasy quarterback. But I don't like anything about the rest of this team. A.J. Dillon uh, could be really good, and I, I think he could be. But A.J. Brown, the literally epitome, epitome of boomer bust as far as wide receivers go. Miles Sanders, like, how the fuck do you trust that guy? You know, like, I, and, you know, he's got the, the revolving door at tight end and his bench, you know. Who's he going to put in on any bye week or at any time? I just don't like his team. I don't like Juju. I, I will never have Juju on my team after the first year in this league when I picked him. I, think, I might have been a first-round or second-round pick. But I do like that team. Um, hey, hold on. I have another so, note for us real quick because we did touch on Lamar and Armando's matchup and Armando coming back with that Monday night defensive win. Lamar's quarterback – Scored 0.2 points less than the entire rest of his team combined. L- Lamar Jackson scored 46.60 points. The entire rest of his team scored 46.5 points. So I think that tells you, I mean, it probably should have been Armando's to win the whole time. And somehow Lamar Jackson just kept him in the running. But that was actually. To be fair, that was a pretty bad week that was only mediocre because Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson stuff. And, I mean, Kyle Pitts, another rough week at tight end. But then you look at Lamar's bench, it's like, okay, he played Hollywood Brown over Michael Thomas. That's probably a – you'd have to think about both of those. That's not an easy play for Hollywood Brown and and CeeDee Lamb. Um, uh, and then there's James Robinson. Over, uh, he took Cordell Patterson over James Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Um, if he played uh, Robinson over Patterson, that's a win. It's tough to predict these things. It's tough to you know have the especially when you have players so close. But you think when your quarterback gets basically forty-seven fantasy points, you're probably going to win. And then he thought he won too. And the Buffalo's defense just had their way with Tennessee. So that that's a rough one. That one hurts, especially when you think you have it. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to the standings. <clears throat> After Through two weeks, we have two undefeated teams and two winless teams. Let's start with the undefeated teams. 
Dylan, I'm going to start with you. We have Mondo Tuno and Cole Tuno. Are these pretenders or contenders? Uh, you know, it's not a great look when I lost to him week one, but I'm going to go ahead and say Mondo's team is a pretender. Uh, you know, he's got Debo and Najee and Mahomes, but outside of that, there's not really anybody that I would want that I would like every week. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't even have to think about this guy playing. <sighs> yeah, he's a okay. for me. <laughs> I, had, I had a shit week one. Uh, and then Cole, you know, Cole always shits on his teams whenever he has a rough start or a bad game. <clears throat> um, but, you know, he's 2-0, and obviously his team went off last weekend. Snap, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know... I wasn't as high on Amon Ross St. Brown as everybody else was, and clearly I was wrong because he's balled out. Yep. And, you know, he's got Kelsey and Derrick Henry and Jalen Hurts well, is a great you kind of quarterback. To, you kind of have to say the same thing about Tyreek Hill, too. Like, people knew he was Tyreek Hill, but they're like, yeah, but now he's on Miami. And both of those choices by Cole have been great choices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was – uh, I didn't mention it to him on the podcast because – I was planning to make like a move for him, but Mon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> I have my, I still have my draft board up. When I got <coughs> I got Swift in the third round, I'm like, okay, I'll take Pittman in the fourth. I'm like, St. Brown was averaging pick 55 in ESPN leagues. And I was at like 44. I'm waiting. I have it lined up. And Cole takes him at like 40 or 41. And I my fucking heart just dropped. I was so upset. I'm like, you know what? After week one, I'm gonna make I'm going to make a decent trade package. Like, I was going to overpay for him. You guys probably wouldn't veto because people thought I was getting robbed or something. Because I'm like, this guy is special, and I want him on my team. I was preparing to send a massive offer to Cole. I'm like, ah, oh, let's you know, let's wait for week two. You know, we'll see. I'm not getting him now. There's no way I'm getting him. I, I, I can't afford him. So now I can comfortably say it, like, without, you know, having to give away my strategy or anything. That guy is an animal. I think he's going to be in the league for a long time, and I think he's going to ball out for Cole this year. I don't. I do not think Cole's a pretender. I think he's that's a contender. Mondo's a pretender. <laughs> Least amount. He, hey, I'm sorry. He has 162 points scored against him for the season. Josh had that put up against him this week by Cole. And you know it's fancy. You put you face the guy who's in front of you. Mondo's averaging 100 points. He got 99. Uh, points last week and 100 in week one. And you usually have to average 100 to be at least a playoff team. At least 100. So, hey, he's 2-0, but I just don't know if it's going to continue. He'll beat me because I'm 0-4 against him. But other than that, I don't know. And moving on to the boys at the bottom. Let me start. You want to start? Let me start. We got okay. So right. we got Isaac. Isaac's at zero and two. Jason's at zero and two. Here's here's where I think the differences lie, and it seems pretty clear. Jason has a hundred and two point four two points scored, and he has a hundred and ninety seven point five scored against him. He has literally five point zero eight points differential between two losses. He's 0-2, and he has technically had less than six points scored against him. 
I, you know, normally we're all like, ha, ah, Jason, like he's giving up after week, whatever, whatever. That, that is so brutal, dude. That's so bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jason. I'm sorry. You don't deserve that. No one deserves that. I mean, you win, you know, whether it's by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. So, like, it is what it is. You're 0-2. But, like, God damn. That's, I don't know if you're an 0-2 team. That's six points. You just had – that's just – that's – it, that's rough. It's rough. That's that's a rough one, and I think it hurts more because you know he has had some rough times in fantasy football um, the last couple of years, and I think you know he had a good two no start last year and went on that skid. Now I'm just thinking, is Jason? Is this going to be every year? He doesn't have a bad team. He gets the bad beats. And then, like in year eleven of the league, he goes undefeated and wins and makes us <laughs> Ollie Crow, and it's all worth it. Like the Bill, the Buffalo Bills have been shit since the Music City Miracle. They did, they missed the playoffs seventeen years in a row, and now they're great. And they're, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Is that going to be Jason in fantasy football? And then it's going to all be worth it, all the pain and misery. I'm not writing him off completely. I don't think his teams. I don't think it's terrible. I just. It's tough to come back from that 0-2 hole. And after those couple bad beats. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Dylan, any input to the 0-2 boys? Uh, I think they both actually have pretty okay teams. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, obviously, Jason's had a real rough 0-2 start. And, of course, he's already ready to pack it in and uh, never play fantasy football again. <laughs> Uh, but I think, uh, you know, 2 we play, what, what, we have 13 weeks of regular season fantasy now? Or is it 12? Uh, 14. Like 14. So, yeah, like, he, he'll he be all right. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a couple guys suspended, and, you know, obviously two bad beats. That's not the end of the, it's not the, end of the world for him. And Isaac, uh, I actually think he has a pretty, pretty solid team, too. Obviously, he's got... JT and I, I really like his wide receiver depth. Um, but you know, maybe those two guys, you know, maybe it's, this is where they they you know you know make a splash trade and go get a guy, and all of a sudden their team looks scary. Yeah. Well, I have to yeah. I have to I have to ask you about the wide receiver depth on Isaac's team because I actually just pulled it up because I was curious because you know I was I was wondering if Isaac was going to have a year two bounce. Uh, he's got JT solid. Josh Jacobs, it's been a rough rough start to his year and we'll see how it's going but it doesn't i mean i haven't heard a lot of people optimistic about him you know exploding this year Cortland Sutton is dope and he got russell wilson but the denver offense has not looked super good and i feel like Cortland Sutton as a wide receiver one is a little bit of it's a rough patch and then you follow that up with terry mclaurin who's also pretty solid but again carson wentz not the best eh George Kittle. Yeah, but if you look at if you look at both those guys, they have huge target shares and they get the yards. You know, Corlett Sutton has over seventy yards and more than like almost twenty targets through the first two games. Like you can't beat that stats. And you know, he's put up what seven and a half points, and then he put up eighteen points. Like, what what else do you want from him? Sutton's nice. No, Sutton's nice. But so you have Sutton, McLaurin, okay, one two, and it's not the worst one two in the world. I'm just it's just Corlett Sutton. Yeah, Terry you know. McLaurin. T Higgins is nice. Also, uh, can we the, mention that he got him in a trade from Dylan? We didn't even talk did. about that trade. We, we actually did. never, so far, we did never talk about that trade. trade. Isaac is winning that trade as of right now. I mean, there's always a winner and a loser in the trade, but we'll 
ignore that for now. Oh, the league doesn't go back. Wait, yes, it does. Okay, okay, here it is. Alan Lazard, Javante Williams for T. Higgins, Josh Jacobs. This is on the 16th. Um, I, I mean, yes and no. I think I think it was solid. <laughs> I think it was solid that you got rid of Jacobs. I'm low on Jacobs. T. Higgins is is nice. So yeah, I think that's a nice pickup. Um, Alan Lazard. I don't know. I I would actually be curious to hear what you were saying about Alan Lazard because I think that's iffy. Um, or were you just kind of buying the preseason hype? And then Javante Williams has been, you know, not bad. He's been pretty solid, but he hasn't just he just needs some touchdowns. If you had one or two touchdowns now, he'd be super solid. I think you'd be happy with it. So really just want to hear you explain the Alan Lazard part and combining Josh Jacobs and T. Higgins for what I would consider to be just Javante Williams and a bench player. Uh well you know, th- this ties in to, uh, you know, the first four rounds of my auto draft. So if you want to get into it all now, we can, or we, or we can finish the rest of the rank, this, the standings, and, uh, and then do it. It's up to you. Uh, I think we should just dive in. We already have the segue. Just go, and then we'll, we'll see. <laughs> all right, dude. All right. So, uh, you, obviously, you know, I missed the first four rounds of the draft. You know, uh, a debacle for sure. Um and my first receiver auto-drafted was T. Higgins. I did not want T. Higgins at all. I did not want him on my team. Uh, I did not want a wide receiver two as my starting number one receiver. And I mean wide receiver two on his team. You know, some people, whoever wants to argue he's a wide receiver one fantasy, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, so I definitely wanted him off my team. And uh, this ties into the Alan Lazard part, Lazard part. I definitely believe that Alan Lazard is going to end up being Aaron Rodgers' go-to guy this season, without a doubt. I'm I'm sold. So so this this trade was more about me believing the hype in other guys. And Javante Williams, you know, I think eventually he's going to take over the number one spot by the end of the season. So I was like, all right, that's 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 the actually good part of the trade. But the Alan Lazard, you get I he's he's the real engine behind the trade. That's who I really wanted because I'm, I'm very high on Alan Lazard. Wow. And it didn't turn out that great last game, you know, but he did have the touchdown. Uh, but I expect big things from him this year. So, <laughs> okay, I'm literally going to do this one time and then I'm done. He was drafted okay. 81st. He was drafted 81st, Alan Lazard was. And so you said you made him the target of your trade. I don't think I would have done that. I don't know if other people would have done that. But it does kind of seem like maybe an opinion kind of thing. Like maybe like, you know, maybe like, well, I don't think that's a high pick. I think that's probably trash. Anyways, regardless, now I'm done. I'm done. That's my little petty moment for the week. Um, I'm curious to see where Alan Lazard goes. I don't know if, because the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have not been the same Packers since they lost to Monte Adams. And obviously you're losing an all-star. But... Curious to see where that goes. I do think Javante Williams is a great pickup. I'd take Javante Williams over Josh Jacobs. Why were you so low on T. Higgins? Um, you know, as I as much of the hype around the Bengals is, and they haven't been great through the first two weeks, and I, I think they'll get better. But I, there, I, it just didn't feel right to have a team's wide receiver two as my number one, and uh, I wanted to go. I wanted to have more team's number ones on my team. Valid. That is, I'll take that. 
Uh, so let's let's touch on the auto draft part real quick, Connor. If you have uh, maybe a couple of thoughts on that, I have a couple of thoughts. Oh yeah, and don't worry to all our listeners who, for all we know, may be in the dozens. These crimes will be answered to in an official manner. Don't you Just worry. Not tonight, this is, right? Just not tonight. This is a preliminary. This is. This is good cop, bad cop, Nate Warren routine. Question the guy here. There will be a trial. Auto drafting is a form of degeneracy and not caring about your friends. Like there's in a league. Like there's nothing worse you can do. You can collude. You can almost cheat in fantasy, but auto drafting just shows. I don't give a shit. And I was shocked. I was honestly worried for his health and safety when he was auto drafting because I'm like. Not him. Not him. He'll be here. He's here in round five, but not one through four. So I kind of want to hear the explanation. I think you will the group an explanation. After the whole Mountain Road fiasco last year, let's not forget. I want to hear I want to hear what you think. I will I want to hear why you're late, and then we will decide later if it's acceptable. Well, and just well, just a just a quick note. Also, we talked about our dozens of listeners. If you're joining us from Germany, we love you. We appreciate you. Keep listening to the podcast. Tell your friends. Share it with your friends. We're here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, anywhere you can find a podcast. We're there. Find us, Scrubs and Savages. Nate Dog Freak Man. This is us. Continue with your response to Connor's accusation that you're basically a degenerate who doesn't care about the league. Um. You know, that is a great question. Um, and I will plead the fifth for fear of self-incrimination until my trial date. You know, only criminals uh, talk about the trial before the trial happens. And as yeah. judge of this trial, Dylan has demanded, as is his right, a trial by combat. So we will be hosting a power hour live on this show. We're going to live stream it. On YouTube, you can catch us there. The uh, Scrubs and Savages. We're going to do a live trial by combat power hour between Dylan Lynch and Connor Freakman Henry, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to get to the bottom of this auto draft. We're going to, you know, discuss the the prosecutor led by Connor Freakman, who also has a lawyer or soon to be lawyer girlfriend. Might be an unfair advantage versus the defendant Dylan Lynch, who has. No hair, so it might already be a convict. And I think we're going to get to the bottom of what's going to happen here. And the loser of said trial, presided over by me, will not only do the power hour, but they will do the century. They will hit the 100 mark, 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes. And we're going to really find out here who's guilty, who's innocent, and who has to drink just a good grip of alcohol. So stay tuned for that. We'll let you know when it happens. Are we doing that at the end of the year? We're going to do that whenever Connor uh, takes a leash off. When is that, Connor? We'll see. TBD. TBD. We'll keep the results off the air. No, not the results. (laughs) The the itinerary. But the results will be aired. Don't you worry. Also, for the rest of the league, we are holding a kangaroo court at the end of the season where we will discuss all conflicts Scandals, transgressions, transgressions, substance abuses, 
PEDs, alcohol, all of it will happen in kangaroo court. We will have a courtroom where we will hold this meeting. All are willing and invited to join. And uh, akin to the power hour, we will let you know when that happens. Prepare to bring whatever grievances you might have to the courtroom. And we'll come up with a uh, determining factor. And not only are you going to catch a case, but you'll catch a case of beer. (laughs) All right, boys. Well, I think that brings us, unless anybody has any other issues, complaints, other than I don't think anybody else auto-drafted, so we don't need to talk about that, to our favorite segment of the week, the scrub. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't get to do my playoff picks? Are we doing scrubs of savages already? Oh, you want to do playoff picks? You want to do playoff picks? You can do playoff picks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I asked if anybody had anything to add. Let the man, he did ask, he did ask. Add your add your top. Here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do playoff picks. We're, we're gonna do a quick preview of next week, which is also oh, yeah. technically happening. Oh, right I got now. I got way ahead of myself. Typically happening now on the uh, Thursday night football, and then we're gonna go forward. So yeah, Dill Dog, uh, or should I say, whatever the freak your name is on, uh, Ric Flair Nature Boy. Who are your top four playoff picks? 2022, 2023. In no, no particular order, uh, we're going to go like this. Naturally, two games in the season, one and one. Your boy. I respect it. I respect it. I respect picking yourself. I do. Cole was afraid of it. Connor wasn't sure if he wanted to do it. I respect it. You do what you Oh, I did it. Yeah, you know, we're, we're we're two games in. A lot of people don't like my team, and I think a lot of people are going to be real surprised when I start dominating here, here from now on out. Um, Al, Alan Lazard, huh? I want you to remember this. I want you to remember this. It'll be on the podcast. You can find it. Sketch it hey, it's Spotify. not a PPR league, but the two catches from zero <laughs> yards, you're not getting anything. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Then now I, I feel like the league favorite for, for most complete teams. And, and you know, I, I feel wrong for doing this because he currently has three defenses on his roster. <laughs> but I'm going to go Lamar. I'm going to go Lamar. Lamar's making the playoffs. Kind of because the other three people on his bench are really good. <laughs> uh, you know, Lamar, he had a bad beat against Mondo. You know, those will happen. Happens to the best of us. Uh, so right now I got me and Lamar. Uh, you know, as much as I didn't think it when he initially drafted, Cole's going to make it. Cole's going to make it this year. Uh, I think he'll squeak in. I think he's going to have a couple of really, really tough losses where, you know, some of his guys who are not as consistent as others are going to have bad games. He's going to take a couple L's, but I think he's going to squeak in there. Um, and then for that last spot, that last spot... Say it. That last spot. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go with Destin for relegation. Jason. Oh! oh! Hot take. He's going he's gonna to self-jinx himself into the playoffs. He's going to hate his team all year long, 
and he's going to get to the end, and you know he's going to be one win away. It's going to be the last week of the season. He's going to have to be Josh's brother. You know, like he's going to have to be. He's going to have to be the worst team in the league to do it. And he's going to be sweating all week because you know his, he loves to say his team chokes. And he's going to he's going to have like an absolute blowout victory. He's going to sail into postseason. So me, Cole, Lamar, Jason. All right, pop quiz. Pop quiz. Bottom two teams at the end of the season, go. Uh, Josh's brother has the worst team, hands down. It's not Nick. Josh's brother. Josh's brother. Nick. His name's Nick. He's in my phone. I know his name's Nick, but in my phone, he's still Josh's brother. (laughs) Because I had his number before I knew his name. (laughs) So so Nick is is definitely going to be bottom. Um, And... uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Mr. Nathan Warren, two-time dubs, is going to be the second worst team in the league. Call it. That's two. That's two people. That's two people who called up. This is this is uh, this is as the state of the teams are right now. You know, barring trades. You know, obviously something crazy could happen. Hey, you never but know. As, as the state of the teams are right now, you have the second worst team, in my opinion. Jefferson and Adams on this team. Adams is still on this team. I like I, I, said, I said the king is dead too. I called him for not making the playoffs. You but did. I love the I love the Jason pick because that came out of left field. Because everybody who's been on, uh, me, you, Cole, and Nate have all picked Lamar to make it. Yeah. And then I think everybody yeah. but Cole picked Cole. So <laughs> yep. I think yeah, so it's essentially everybody's like Feeling pretty good about Lamar and Cole, and then the other two spots are toss up. Oh man, I can't wait! Actually, you know what? I can't wait. I want the season to take a while. I love I fantasy too. football. But, All right, well let's mm-hmm. let's look ahead then. Let's look at week three. We got Thursday night football happening right now. Uh, Cole currently has four point three points on me with Kareem Hunt. We have Mondo with eighteen point seven on Isaac through Najee Harris, who's having a decent game. Um, we got Deontay Johnson with, you know, 63 yards and Pat Fryermuth with zero. So that's going to hurt him if that doesn't change. We got 339 left in the third quarter. Then we also got Freakman. You got Nick Chubb, 79 yards. Not bad, but not what you're hoping for against, oh, who is it? Ric Flair, Nature Boy, Dylan Lynch, who does not have a player here. So he's going to just watch Nick Chubb rack up some yards. Hopefully not a lot or maybe a lot and see what happens. So that is our current Thursday night football rundown. Not actually a lot of players happening here, but, I mean, I think it is the Browns and Steelers. So, shocker there. Uh, what what kind of matchups do you guys do you guys want to see here? Who are you excited about watching? Who are you nervous about? What do you think is going to happen here? I'm excited about my matchup. I love Dylan to death, but we battle it out. And I actually like the fantasy football name. Ric Flair, Nature Boy. Fantastic. I did like the old one. I hate it here because I'm like, it's like, I probably hate it here with my friends. I hate this league. I hate all of you. But Ric Flair, Nature Boy, I'm almost scared that that name change is going to like propel him to the playoffs and my destruction. Um, we got the Brother Bowl, uh, Mondo and Isaac and Josh and Nick. But I like... I like Cole and Nate. I feel spicy, and I feel like me and Dylan. That's the, those are the spicy matchups of the week. 
I'm calling a, a Jason upset of Lamar this week too. Rolling with your brother. I love it. Let's 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 check this game out. I think Kirk Cousins bounces back. I mean Justin Jefferson not on prime time anymore. You know? That Mike Evans uh suspension kind of hurts. It does hurt. Yeah. That was spicy too. Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore do not like each other. They no. do this every year. I mean Jason needs to win. Yeah, if Jason catches another, if it if Jason loses by less than ten points, I'm gonna say right now he's destined for uh, missing the playoffs again, but having like the smallest points for points against spread in the league. He'll just miss it again, but not even his fault. Just another one of those years. So this is I do I do think this is critical right now. He starts zero and three. That's a tough bounce back to get all the way up. It's stressful starting yeah. own too because you're like it's essentially the next game is a must win because own three is well, a big hole to get to dig out of. Honestly, from a, for our own you know mental sake, I I hope Jason wins because it's been rough hearing him own too. Own three, I I don't even know if he'll still have the app on his phone. <laughs> I feel like if Jason so, wins the title, he might still be angry. <laughs> He's probably be like, you right now thinking I jinxed his playoff chances. Okay, first of all, I know this isn't fantasy football related, but the whole jinx thing, some people really believe in the jinx. I'm like, I we're mean, watching the angry. games. It, the play happened 20 seconds ago. By the time we watched on our TVs, it's way old. I gotta I gotta be honest though. I Josh was saying some stuff and it, shit was happening, okay? And you can't argue with it. And then I this there's a reason why on Sunday, if you notice, I don't actually talk that much. For someone who everyone considers to be the pettiest person in the group, I don't actually talk that much on Sunday. Why? Because I am not chancing nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till it is done, over with, signed, sealed, delivered, no stat corrections about to come and eat my ass. No. So, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like when my opponent starts talking early. I don't like when other people's opponents start talking early. They're like, oh, well, good game. That's it. It's over. I'm like, oh. And then 150 yards later and three touchdowns by so-and-so. Oh, actually, I lost. Sweet. I I respect it. I'm the same way. I, for the last three years in this league, I don't talk shit in a game during the game because I'm like, I'll let my players speak for me. In real life, when I'm playing on the field, I never spoke. Because I'm just like, I just want to let my play speak for it. I feel like I'll play worse if I talk. I don't want to deal with the fact if I'm talking and I lose. But I have, I've only been to the playoffs once and I haven't won it yet. So I'm just like, maybe I should start talking. So Dylan, I don't think this is your week, partner. I think it's one and two. And you're going to finish like six in this league. You're not bottom two. You ain't top four. Oh, so yeah, yeah I'm spicing this matchup we'll a little see. bit. We'll you know, while you're in Canada, it just gives me more things to talk shit about. We don't talk about personal lives on here. We respect the privacy of others, so um, <laughs> we'll edit that out, and we might not even have you as a reoccurring guest. Here. And you know what? And I'm not going to invite you to my CFL fantasy football league. How about that? <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. We got, we got, uh, we got a couple brother bowls. We should hit on real quick. We got Josh versus Nick, or Josh's brother, as some of you know him. Uh, what, what do you guys think happens here? You think Josh comes away with another dub, or you think you think Nick, while he's literally on deployment, uh, comes up with a win? Josh doesn't lose. I'm surprised when Josh loses now. So Josh wins. That's my I'm surprised when Josh loses. Josh, I mean, if, I, if anyone if anyone listens to like the entire history of this league, they start in season one and they just come all the way through here. They're like, wow, the story of the century. Josh, Josh has to be the coolest guy because he came from the bottom. <laughs> he won the league. Everyone hated him, and all of a sudden we're in season two, and people think he's going to do it again. Yeah, I mean, I've already stated that I think Nick has the worst team. Plus, he still has James Conner in his starting lineup, who's probably not going to play, and I don't know who the hell he's going to start instead of him. I'd put Damian Harris there and then put who at wide receiver. Who knows? So, <laughs> obviously, I'm going to go ahead and roll with Josh on this one. Well, yeah, I think Josh takes it. I like Cut, uh-huh. but I think he takes it. All right, let's talk about the uh, – we got Brother Bowl round two via Padua Bowl. Queen Elizabeth, Isaac, 0-2, Mondo season is done. Still hasn't changed that name yet. Uh, 2-0. Does Mondo stay undefeated here, or does uh, Lil Bro take out Big Bro? I'm going to give the edge to the Big Bro. I think Mondo's going to start 3-0, and and a week from now we'll be on the pod saying, How's this guy 3-0? He went like 100 to 95. Congratulations. I I want to say Isaac, but I just think, I mean, we have a bit of bias. You know, Najee Harris has had an okay game. I look like Modern might not get anything tied in, but I don't even know if George Kittle's actually going to play this week. I heard he's hurt for Isaac. So I just think I like Debo. I think Zeke's going to bounce back a bit, and Patty Mahomes is Patty Mahomes. So I'm going to take Mondo's slight edge. Isaac does have a backup tight end, but who he does not have is a backup. Oh, I lied, actually. I was about to say he doesn't have a backup quarterback. He's got Justin Herbert, but he did pick up Tua, and that was probably a great pickup from him because, you know, who knows if Herbert's going to play this week. I did love watching Herbert just ball out through the fact that he, like, couldn't even, like, run a whole yard, but then he also can throw, like, 40 yards. That was dope. Uh... Yeah, I got to be honest. I think I'm going with Mondo on this one, too. Right now, it's actually 48% Mondo, 52% Isaac. So, Isaac's got the edge, but it seems like we're uh, we're all leaning Mondo. So, I guess we can see how that plays out this week. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning Isaac. I'm going with Isaac this week. Uh, like I said, I think Mondo's the pretender, and Isaac's an only team team that, you know, should be playing better than this. So, I think uh, I think he's on this week. I think I I think I feel a bet coming on here. You want Isaac? I want Mondo. I don't bet on other people's teams. I don't bet on other people's teams. I'm not Why a not? fantasy manager. Why <laughs> not? Why not? Put your money where your mouth is, or put the alcohol you bet where your mouth is when you lose the bet. Speaking, of Josh, Josh paid up. Man, that did not look fun. I can't remember what he bet. I think it's easy for him. It's five shots. I think it's easy. I don't think he has a hard time at all. I think he likes losing. Yeah, I mean, maybe he threw that game. 
<laughs> oh no, I gotta do five shots. Oh shit. If uh if we can get the brothers to also make a bet uh on themselves, I'm I'm down to do a, a tag team bet. Anything right. if we can do anything to get those videos from Mondo like we did last year, and then the follow-up video from like ten minutes later when he's losing <laughs> his damn mind, I will do anything for a repeat of that. I will <laughs> I will come over. So we'll put this in the group chat. We're going to put this in the group chat after we get off the pod. Before we're even posted, this is going to happen. We're going to figure out a group bet. Dylan wants Isaac. I want Mondo. Do I want Mondo? God, man, I should wait till this game's over. Uh, I want Mondo. And we're going to throw a little something down. We'll throw something down. I don't care if it's a beer and Mondo. Well, no, Mondo don't drink beer. It's going to have to be a shot. I don't care if it's a shot. Maybe it's three shots. Maybe it's five shots. Hopefully it's five, but maybe it's three. We'll figure it out. Throw it in the group chat. Hopefully everyone gives their, their opinions. And that'll be what we do. I'm down. I'm down for that. All right. Well, we covered next week. We covered Dylan's picks for the playoffs. And now, Connor, as you said earlier, it is time for everyone's favorite subject, the scrub and savage of week two. Dylan, lead us into it. Give us your savage player of the week. Savage player of the week. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it this way. Uh, I'll give my savage player, but I'll do my honorable mention first. Cole had the best week, hands down, hands down. Uh, Cole had the best week out there. But for me, the most savage win this week, the most the savage this week is Mondo's comeback from come from behind victory over Lamar. Uh, I'm going to give it to, to Mondo, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, after the draft, I gave Mondo a lot of shit for uh, taking a defense and a kicker three rounds before everybody else did. <clears throat> and, yeah, I still don't think his team is good, but his defense and his kicker won him this game. <laughs> the Bills' defense going off for, you know, 22 points, just stuck with a solid 10. That's 32 points from a kicker and, and a defense. So, uh you know, he, he made me eat my words, at least in this one, so I'll give Mondo the Savage. Nathan? And then, yeah, go ahead. Let me do some math really quick. Minus 119.28. I think I have to go Cole. Based on the fact that he got almost 34 more points than the closest score so far this entire year. I mean, yeah, we're a couple weeks in, but before this week, this last week, the highest score was Josh, 119. And Cole not only hit that, but then went all the way up to 153.72. He got 33 points from Tyreek Hill, 32.4 from St. Brown, 19.3 from Mike Williams, I mean, we were talking about my wide receivers in week one. He got, uh, I'm trying to do this in my head, 65.4 plus 19, 75, 84 point. He got 84.7 points from his three wide receivers. Hopefully that math is right. I actually think it is, even though I've had like five beers. Uh, He got zero points from his defense. Zero from his defense. And he still scored. Yeah, there's the beer. 153.72 points. I think he's my savage. That's 
stupid numbers. And he had a kind of a rough game from Derrick Henry and Kareem Hunt. Even Kelsey only scored, you know, 5.1 is 51 yards. Usually you get at least like a touchdown from Kelsey or some more yards from him. He could have easily gone off for like 170, 180 plus. And I mean, obviously we talk about like, oh yeah, ifs, ands, or buts, but like very easily if a couple people actually played to their normal level, it would have gone even higher. So I think I have to go Cole. I do understand the Armando argument. I don't hate it. I could be open to it, but I'm curious to see what you say. Uh, Connor. I guess I'm going to come in here with the tiebreaker, and I do like the Mondo argument, that defense, uh, pulling it off. But I think when you score over, like, 150, like, if Cole scored, like, 130, I'd probably go Mondo. But it comes to a certain point where it's just like, you put up too much points. It's just too much points. Jalen Hurts, Tyree Kill, my guy, St. Brown, Mike Williams, even the kicker, Carlson, who... Those poor Raiders. So, sorry, Cole. Um, I, I mentioned that Hertz was on Josh's team earlier. Sorry, that's a correction. Allen is on Josh's team. It's Hertz on Cole's team. And I'm officially going to put Cole as my Savage of the Week. So, I think we're 2-1. to one, So, is that how we're going to do it? Cole's a Savage. Yeah, Cole's Savage. Yeah. Me too. And, and you got to – I do – Cole, I'm sorry. Don't be mad at me. I said honorable mention. He's going to be pissed that I didn't pick him. I do. I mean, you have to – you do – like I said, you do respect the Armando situation. But there is also the aspect, like I talked about, of if Lamar Jackson didn't score that many points, Lamar's team actually didn't play that well. So it's not actually that shocking that Armando won. It's just the fact that Lamar Jackson scored so much, he kept the team in it, and then Mondo had to rely on a defense, which, hey, worked out for him. He drafted the defense. He what drafted them, let me see here, 72nd. <laughs> so... Yeah. There's something to be said about the fact that, yeah, Armando, you really did go for that, and it worked so great for you. But you just didn't score enough points, and you haven't yet this year, and Cole, is you kind of went off. So, yeah, I think I think the edge goes to Cole. Cole has the most points for across the whole league at 247. Cole's a savage. Yep, I'm cool with that. All right, Dylan, starts off again. Hashtag scrub, scrub, scrub. Scrub of the week. Mm. Uh, you know, a big part of me wants to say Isaac, you know, because I beat him with Alvin Kamara being out. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with you here, Nathaniel. <clears throat> uh, losing to your podcast mate this early into the season with, with with the team, the teams you were so excited about, you know, it's just uh, – that's just a tough one. No kicker. He didn't have a quarterback until the day of. And yeah, you were a Josh Jinx for the loss, but I- I'm rolling with you for my scrub of the week. Lowest points of the week, too. You know, you, you got it. <laughs> Something you said there. Connor, you're up. What you got? I really want my honorable mention is Nate. He throws the gauntlet down, bets a four, he puts up 82. He lost the guy, me. Like I said, he had a kicker in who didn't play on Thursday night. He lost the guy, me, who played a defense who got negative one. He lost the guy, me, who benched Zach Hurts for Taysom Hill at tight end who got 1.4 points. He lost the guy, me, who couldn't figure out the quarterback situation and played Carson Wentz, who had like two points at halftime and ended up almost getting 30. 
And his receivers and his team just did not perform. But my scrub of the week is actually going to go to Lamar. Lamar Jackson runs in a 79-yard touchdown, and you're like, that's for my quarterback. I'm winning this week. He had 47 points. All you needed was a bit of contribution from somebody else. Your quarterback had 47 points. Do the math. If anybody else's quarterback had 47 points this week, they're winning. And your team, just Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson, it just it just didn't come through. So I'm actually going to go the scrub. Wasting a good Lamar Jackson performance is Lamar King Big Nuts. I got to be honest. I didn't think that's who you were going to say. That's a good, that's a hot take. Pretty this awesome. is where okay. this is where being personally involved makes it iffy. I scored the lowest points. I had a bad week. I did play all my players, unlike uh, you and Dylan, who like had both had someone in who didn't play. So I guess I can hang my hat on that a little bit, maybe. <laughs> uh, wow, the Lamar argument. I honestly, to be fair, before you even said that. That wasn't on my radar. It really wasn't. Something to be said about 47 points from Lamar Jackson. I know, you know, I brought it up earlier. He scored literally the equivalent to his entire team. And it was your script before Colton kind of just said anything. It was going <laughs> to be split. Him. It was going to be, no, it was going to be split between me and Isaac because I was going to talk about the Isaac team too. Not Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. There's a couple options, or the or the <laughs> or the Jason only because it seems like there's there's something about Jason, and he has to just somehow get the worst beats. And as much as it's not his fault, if there's a scrub out there, he's the guy who has not a single win and can't even explain why. Because you can't explain why. You really can't. There's no explanation for it. He doesn't deserve it. But at the same time, like. It keeps happening. Something's wrong here. Well, well, give give us your vote, and then we if we all vote for separate people, we can. Uh, I mean, I definitely have room to compromise on mine. I gotta be honest. I really like the Lamar pick, and I'm sorry, Lamar, but I gotta. That's forty seven points from Lamar Jackson, and you lost, and you lost to a defense that went off because you just didn't have the points to consolidate your victory. I got to go Lamar, too. That's, that's bathtub, scrub a dub. I think that's weak. Dub. I think that's weak. Well, Dylan, start your own podcast and name it something else <laughs> and make somebody else uh, whatever we call it, the scrub. Fuck's sake. And that's a rushing touchdown for Nick Chubb, by the way. I know. I saw that. Oh, oh you're oh. dog meat partner. I am. Oh, Dylan. And I picked him at 15. Can we, here's a question. Can we make contingent uh, scrub and savages? Well, what do you mean? Is scrub and savage of the week? Well, yeah. But so what if we made it, I mean, I'm just saying, what if it was contingent on, so say for Lamar, for example, if... Lamar Jackson has a normal week and he tanks. Then I feel validated in the scrub of the week. But if his team goes off, then I feel a little invalidated. So what if it was contingent on 
the following week performance. No, 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 it's for the last weeks. All right, because it doesn't follow you into the next week. Every, That's fair. A new one every it's week. fresh. It's fresh. All right, well, you heard it here first then. You heard it first. So we got the Savage of Week 2, 2022. Cole, Scrub, Lamar. I already forgot what we did Week 1. I promised I was going to write it down this year. Week 1? Week 1 Scrub was Dylan. Me, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah oh, it was. That's right. Scrub-a-dub-dub. And, and Week 2 Josh. Savage was me. Oh, it was you. That's right. All right. Well, we're going to keep track of these better next week. I promise. Probably break. Them. I got them. I got them right here. I'm recording it, baby. There we go. Um, any last thoughts, gentlemen? Dylan? <clears throat> um, no, nothing. Any, shit, any uh, shit to say? You know, I'm sure we'll have you back on this yeah, year. Yeah, you had you had quite the rant last year, so I just want to make sure you know that the floor is open for you right now for you to you know say your say your business. I'll do what I did last year. I go, I go team by team, and uh, and tell you what I think about your team and uh, and you as a person. Uh, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> I'll start with the standings. I'll start with the standings. <clears throat> All right. Uh, uh, let me hold on. It's loading. Uh, so my, I'll start with my division first. Uh, Mamba's in first place. Uh, I don't like your team. I think you got lucky week one. My team shot the bed. Uh, no credit to you. Um, you know, your defense won you a game. Defense will help you later in the season, especially with your bench the way it is. You're going to finish outside the playoffs, and it's not going to be close. Love you, buddy. You're my, you're, you're a good roommate. Love you, buddy. Uh, don't know how feelings. Uh, uh, Josh. Um, just always controversy surrounding Josh. He's the common denominator, and uh, it, it baffles my mind how he gets wins in this league. Uh, it, he's the worst fantasy owner I've ever seen. Um... <laughs> Uh, and then I'll go to Nick uh, aka Josh's brother Um, uh, I always think Josh is the worst fantasy owner I've ever seen until I see next teams Um, his team this year is truly appalling Uh, he's going to be bottom (laughs) of the league Uh, the the (laughs) trades that you make between each other is hilarious and I'm ashamed to be behind you at the standings right now Uh, Isaac um, I went to rough start buddy uh, you know, it's just giving you another season of bad beats for you. You know, you know this, this is your sophomore season, sophomore slump. Not that the rookie season is any better, but uh, <laughs> you know, you get it figured out. You get it figured out. You, you're, 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 you're thinking the right way. You know, at the beginning of the year after the draft, you know, he was roster baiting quite a lot. Uh, he's, he's real proud of his team, and he doesn't have a bad team, but he's gonna miss playoffs this year. <clears throat> now to uh, the uh, loser division, Cole, two and zero. Uh, I think you're going to make playoffs. Uh, you and Jason both need to stop freaking out about your teams uh, and also stop sh- sh- offering shitty trades to people. Like, I know everybody sends shitty trades, but the, the amount of shitty trades that I've heard and had sent to me by YouTube is astounding. Relax. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm also surprised he doesn't have Aaron Jones on his team for once in fantasy history. Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, Second place, Connor Freakman, Henry. Uh, you're dog meat, but you're going to miss the playoffs. You're going to lose to me this week, even with Nick Chubb having a touchdown. Um, you're kind of just irrelevant uh, in this league for me this year. Uh, you're that middle-of-the-road team. You know, you're the Dallas Cowboys, uh, just like Dak Prescott, your quarterback. Oh, no, not your quarterback. Yeah, okay, moving on. Lamar. 
Lamar has a deep team. I don't know how all of a sudden he got three defenses. I don't know where that came from. Uh, his team, his roster was pretty sound. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing over there. Uh, I laughed hysterically. If you go back into the league transaction, transactions or like league news, he he changed his team name like four times, and it was just different variations of Lamar's big nuts or Lamar King nuts. And I was like, I was cracking up because the last one, you know, you can see the thought process of him being like, "That's it, that's the one," you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, Cole, Aaron, sorry, that was Nate. Nate has now changed his team name to my former team name, Real Original. I hate it here, Nate Warren. Uh, <clears throat> you're gonna have a rough year this year. You know, you're the two-time champ. Uh, you're living in the past. The glory days are behind you. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're gonna struggle this year, and you're gonna be pissed about it all year long. And and if I'm honest, side note, I think that's where the real hate and ups anger comes from from the the trade game tonight, just because you know your team's dog beat. Um, um, bottom of the standings, Jason Orange, my brother. Um. Figure it out, dude. Figure it out. Stop bitching about how bad your team is when you've had two bad beats this year. Make a trade or don't. Love your roster or hate it. But stop talking about it and do something about it, all right? I'm sick of it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think that's all of them. I'll, I'll obviously uh, love everybody in this league. This is by far highly entertaining, and I don't mean any of these things personally. Love, love each and every one <laughs> But I'm gonna win this fucking league. Don't you, don't you worry about that, sweetheart. And this year, that, no, you're gonna win it this year. I'm gonna win it every year, Nate. Why do oh. you don't think you're gonna win? Well, all right. <laughs> I don't know if all the NFL teams think they're gonna win the Super Bowl every year, but you know, it's all right. Well, I'm not an NFL team. All right, this is all I have. <laughs> I got nothing to say. I refuse to, I, I refuse to like, acknowledge I, or respond what he said to me. So Just give me a percentage of the accuracy of my statements. Well, that's it. We'll see by the end of the season. We can go back and listen to Dylan's full rant and see how it all shakes up. That's another week from us. Freak man, Nate Dog. We got, uh, let, me, let me pull it up one more time here. Ric Flair, Nature Boy, Dylan Lynch. Woo! Thanks for joining us, buddy. Yeah, love you guys. Love the part. And we'll uh, catch you all next week. Appreciate you having me on, buddy. See you soon.